All right, everybody. We have our friends up here, the boys and girls, are to, uh, here to just, I wanted to share a Christmas Day story with the boys and girls. And you at home and you here in the sanctuary, you're welcome to listen in. But I have a story for the kids I want to share with them today. But first, this is going to help them, not harm them. Some of them haven't had their lunch or even a good breakfast yet. But I think while they suck on a lollipop, don't crunch it, suck on it, and I'll try to finish the story before you're done. Or you may have to suck on three or four of them before I get finished, but it won't be too, too long today. So I will share out some treats. You can share, you can pass them around. He's giving away the one he doesn't want. I see that. Here's a few there. Ariel is wondering what's going on. Okay, you can just put the, I'll pick the paper up later. Okay, I have a story to share with you. Before we do, Grandpa Alan, my kids, my grandkids usually call me Papa, but my grandkids from Calgary are here and they call me Grandpa. So Grandpa Pal today, first I'm going to have some coffee, okay? Mmm, that's good. Okay, I have a story for you and it's called the Gift of the Magi. Now, the Gift of the Magi is a story from Christmas time in the Bible. But that name of the story, the Gift of the Magi, what's another thing we call the Magi? What are those three guys? We call them kings, magi, or what else? Wise men. Wise men. Exactly. And we'll find out why we call them that. Well, about a hundred and... 15 years ago, 117 years ago, a man wrote a story and he called his story the gift of the Magi. His name, interestingly, sounded like a candy bar. His name was O. Henry. Have you ever seen the O. Henry candy bar? Chocolate, peanuts, caramel. It's a good candy bar. But this was his name long before there was a candy bar. And O. Henry wrote a story called the gift of the Magi. And here, really short, is what happens in the story. There's a young couple, just like Mark and Rachel, and they get married. And like Mark and Rachel, they're very poor, okay? And they have hardly anything except their enormous love for one another, which keeps them going. Now, the husband, his name was Jim Young, and his wife, her name was Della Young. Now, Jim and Della, like I said, they loved each other, but they didn't have too much money. And it was Christmas time. And because they loved each other so much, they wanted to give great gifts to one another. Now, they didn't have much beside their love, but what Della had was the most beautiful long hair, long golden hair, like yours, but even longer. Give it 20 years. Now, Della, when she would walk down the street in the town they lived, she would walk by Mrs. Sofroni's hairdressing shop. And Mrs. Sofroni would come up and she'd say, Della, please let me buy your hair, that beautiful golden hair. I could make the most beautiful wigs out of that and I would buy it for a lot of money. And she says, no, no. And she had beautiful hair. Her husband, Jim, this is what he had. It was his prized possession. Before we wore smartwatches on our arms, 
we wore our watches in our pockets. It's called a pocket watch. It has a little door. You open the door. It's real easy. Just, yeah, just like that. It pops open. The little lid comes up and you can tell the time. Isn't that amazing? But look at this. How to get the watch out of your pocket, you're digging. What men would do, they would put a beautiful chain of some precious metal on the end of the watch and then they would hook it to their vest. And when they wanted to tell the time, they would pull on the chain and out would come their beautiful golden watches. That's a great idea. But Jim, he just had his watch. He didn't have a chain. He was too poor. Well, like I said, it was Christmas time and Della was at home thinking, what would Jim like for his watch? What do you think Jim wanted for his watch? A chain, a golden chain. And she says, oh, how am I going to get money? She took her money and she counted all of her pennies and nickels and she only had $1.87. But the chain in the jeweler store, remember this is 1905, the chain cost $20. Oh, no. So she thought of it. Who offered her money? The hairdresser. So Della, she goes to Madame Sophronis and she says, finally, I'm willing to sell you my hair. Oh, thank you, Madame Sophronis said. And so come in, sit down. Instead of giving her a hairstyle, she took her clippers and she tied tightly the hair into a, a thick braid. And then she went clip, clip, clip. And Della's long, beautiful hair she'd grown her whole life was gone. It was short. And Madame Sophroni had this beautiful golden hair to make wigs from. She went to the cash register and she counted out $20. Perfect. Della put a scarf on to cover the fact that her head was cold. She had no hair. And she rushes to the jewelry store and she buys her husband Jim that beautiful chain for his watch. She was so happy. She was sad to lose her hair. She gave her very best thing in the whole world, but she loved her husband that much. So she goes home, she goes home and waits for Jim to come home from work. Now Jim, <laughs> Jim comes home from work and he's got a gift in his hands. And he says, sweetheart, I've got a gift for you. Now she's still wearing the scarf. She hadn't told him that. She says, I've got a gift for you too. And she takes his gift and she unwraps it and she opens it up and it's the most beautiful set of hairbrushes and combs. And she says, these are so expensive. They're made of real tortoiseshell and silver. Where did you get the money for these beautiful combs? And he says, I sold my gold watch to buy you those beautiful combs. And with tears in her eyes, she gave him his gift and he opened it up and it was a beautiful platinum watch chain for his watch. He had no more watch, but he had a watch chain and she had beautiful combs, but she didn't have any hair. Isn't that a funny story? It tells me they were a newlywed couple. They didn't communicate very well, did they? And another thing I think about when I hear that is that, you know, a couple years later, Della was using those combs because her hair grew back. Did Jim's watch grow back? No. no, no, it didn't. So the wife got the better deal. 
That was a story, though, that O. Henry wrote called The Gift of the Magi to tell us that the Magi's gift is a gift of love. Now, here's another story we call The Gift of the Magi. And this story is from the Christmas story. Remember the wise men, the Magi? We see them in our manger scenes. Well, we put them in our manger scenes, but the Bible says the Magi didn't come the same night as the shepherds. They came later when Jesus was living in a house. And so it's a good story for us because last night was silent night, the night where we celebrate Jesus being born. The Magi came in the daytime like it's daytime today. Let's remind the big people sitting in the pews what that story is. I'm sure you guys know it. We find it in Matthew chapter 2. It says, After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Remember in the kids' Christmas program we told this story? When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you comes a ruler who will be the shepherd for all my people. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search of the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him, and then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of frank of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now those magi, that's a funny name. Wise men, magi, three kings. Well, they're called wise men and magi in the Bible. They're never called kings. But you know, it's interesting. How did those people from that faraway country know about the king of the Jews? I believe as the last slide shows, go back to that first slide if you can, all the way back where it says Daniel probably from the prophet the prophet Daniel from the Old Testament was likely one of the first wise men. It said that Daniel lived in the country where the Magi came from. It was called the Persian Empire. He was captured as a little boy, remember, and taken to Babylon. Then Babylon was conquered by the Persians and the Persians, Persians wise men were called Magi. Daniel saved their lives once and so they appreciated him and listened to his teaching which was about the true god and one day there would be the jewish messiah coming so all the way from daniel's time the magi were waiting for that promised messiah and then they came and they brought some gifts now i asked you guys before does anyone open christmas gifts already any of you guys one what was your favorite gift you've got so far 
Sorry. Pillow. <laughs> None of them really. <laughs> a pillow? Is it a... Oh, a soft pillow is nice. Did you guys get anything in your stockings today? What'd you get? A flashlight? That's a good gift. What'd you get? Cars. Yeah, cars are good. Did anybody get any treats or candies in their stockings? I did. I did. My f- stocking always has one candy bar in it. A Toblerone. Swiss chocolate. You know, you can buy these little Toblerones. I always get the great big Toblerone. And I eat it till about St. Patrick's Day. It takes that long, but it is worth it. It is so good. All right. Gifts are special. Gifts are given in love. The next thing we want to talk about is the wise men's gifts were perfect gifts. Gold, frankincense, or incense, and myrrh. These gifts, why I say they're perfect, is that they all had meaning for Jesus, who was not only a little baby, but he was a king, he was the son of God, and he was our savior. And those three gifts tell us about that. Now, we don't know if there was really three wise men or three magi. We just know there were three gifts, don't we? And so in when artists draw it, they always have three magi carrying the gifts. What's the first of the three gifts? Gold. Gold. Now, gold tells us that the baby was royal. Now, gold, believe it or not, everybody can have golden coins. They're worth a lot of money. But the golden coins... They actually belong to the king. Look at those coins. Sometimes you'll see a picture on there. That's the king's face who makes the coins. He really owns all the coins. And everybody who had a coin, they knew the king, he was royal. He had the authority and the power. You know, gold is not only for coins, but they actually would make gold into golden crowns and scepters. Here's some gold crowns and scepters in a museum. Look at those. They're beautiful, solid gold. They would be so heavy because gold is heavier than a lot of metals. So when that little baby got a gift of gold, it communicated that he was the king. He was going to be the king, number one, because he's the son of God. He's the king of the universe. But also his great, 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 many times great grandfather was King David. Remember David and Goliath? That was one of Jesus' ancestors by his earthly parent, Mary. And Joseph, who God chose to raise Jesus, he was a descendant of King David too. So Jesus was the rightful king of Israel, a son of David, but also the son of God. And that's what the second gift, look at this gift, frankincense. This is an ugly, weird-looking gift. Well, it's kind of pretty when you look at it. The next gift, though, is ugly. This gift, when they open it up, It would be like golden nuggets, like topaz, almost like jewels. But you know what it is? It's not stones. It's sap from a plant that's dried. They cut plants and let the sap ooze out. Have you ever got sticky sap on your hands from a tree? Oh, especially even Christmas trees, if they're real, they can get sap on your hands. And then the best thing to do, just wipe it in your hair. Yeah. My granddaughter, Helena, she got a puppy corn. Anybody know what a puppy corn is? It's got these little surprises in it. We weren't watching. One of the surprises was a little package of slime. 
You know, most slime you play with, Grammy at home makes wonderful slime. This slime was designed never to come off your hands. It it was it's still all over our house. We're covered in pink slime at home right now. And so so but this this sap it gets hard and it's not sticky anymore, but you know the plant that it comes from, the sap smells so good. And what they would do, like gold, here I got some, I've shown this to kids before. This is a big, giant golden ring. Feel how heavy that is because it's almost solid gold with 72 diamonds on it. Feel that. Pass it around, that big golden ring. It's heavier than most rings. It's not that heavy. You can pick it up. Can you imagine wearing that on your finger? How heavy that would be? Now, frankincense... When we say something is incense, here's what we do. And here's what they did with that frankincense. Here, I'll set this back up there. Or you can wear it for now. What what they would do with frankincense is, look, they would take it and they would grind it into a powder. And in the temple of God in Jerusalem, they would put it on the incense table. And then they would light it and it would slowly burn. Sometimes you get incense in a little stick and you light it. And the smoke smells so good. This is my favorite candle in our house because this candle, it puts off the most beautiful smell and it crackles when it burns and it makes a wonderful smell. Can you tell me what that smell is? Smell. What's that smell like? You know what spice that is? I better read it. It's pumpkin spice. Doesn't that smell like a pumpkin pie, sort of? If it caught fire in the kitchen? Yeah, it would smell so good. That's pump. I thought it was cinnamon. <laughs> it says, it says pumpkin spice. So it must have cinnamon in it. But we'll smell that. And you know, why did they burn that incense in the temple? Because look, where does the smoke go? Does that smoke go down and lay on the floor? It floats up just like our prayers go up to God. When we prayed a little while ago, God heard that. It went right to Him in heaven. And it reminded the people that God listened to our prayers because they burned that beautiful smelling frankincense and would go up to heaven. So when they gave that little baby Jesus frankincense, that spoke of Him as God. He was divine. I think that's amazing. He was a king and He was God. He was holy and divine. That's an amazing gift. Because remember, Jesus is not just a little baby. This picture reminds us that Jesus, he's the creator. He created the heaven, the earth, all the universe. He created everything before he became that little baby in the manger. That is a wonderful reminder. That's what the frankincense reminds us of. These gifts were perfect. The perfect gifts. Just like mom and dad worked so hard to find the perfect gift for you guys that you'll love, have fun with, and it'll be just just right for you. You won't get the wrong gift because they know you and love you. Well, the Magi, they knew and loved the King of the Jews, the Messiah, the Son of God, and the Savior, and it says they worshipped Him. Now, the last gift, I said it's an ugly gift. It's called myrrh. In fact, in in uh, I was in, in Jordan once in the city of Petra with a, a Jordanian man. 
And he says, we grow the plant that myrrh comes from. But he didn't say myrrh. He said myrrh, just like a cat purring. They call it myrrh. Can you say myrrh? Try that. Myrrh. <laughs> yeah. Myrrh. It's so beautiful. Have some myrrh. And you think something called myrrh. It's going to be beautiful. Here's what myrrh looks like, though. Oh, my word. That looks like you forgot to change the dog dish for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, that dog food dried up. No, it's kind of ugly, but what it is, it's sap from a plant just like frankincense was. But frankincense is beautiful and golden like topaz, but myrrh, it's kind of ugly. It looks sort of like potash or something, but they did the same thing with it. They would grind it up in a mill but you know, as beautiful as it smelled, it had a very different use. Myrrh was used as an ointment because it smelled so good and strong. Now, does somebody want some lotion to smell on your hands? Here, put a little on. Here, let me... Here, put a little on. Now, rub it on the backs of your hands and see how that smells. Can you smell it? Smell your hands. Does it smell good? Try now. Mm, Christmassy. It's called Christmas. No, it's called A Thousand Wishes. Ooh, A Thousand Wishes. That's right. My wife says, take a thou- take that one. I don't like that one. Take that one to church. Use that one. <laughs> Use it on the kids. <laughs> okay. But, you know, that is good smelling. That's what myrrh was for. Myrrh was to put on something that didn't smell good to make cover that smell so you could stand being around it. Believe it or not, myrrh speaks of death. Now, sometimes, you know, you, you're in the house, an old farmhouse, and you smell something, and it smells terrible. I remember that used to happen at my wife's grandma's farmhouse. You smell, what is that? And then we'd always know, that smells bad. There's a dead mouse in this kitchen somewhere. Under the fridge, remember, they'd climb under the stove. They'd, you'd find them. You'd look and look and finally you'd find that little old rotten dead mouse and it stunk and you'd throw it out. But if you had myrrh, you could rub it on that mouse and it would smell good, okay? Well, myrrh, like I said, sadly, it speaks of death because the wise men, God touched their hearts to give that gift because they knew from the prophet Isaiah that the Messiah was going to suffer and die for our sins. Remember after Jesus died, they went to the tomb, both the men who laid him to rest, and the next day the ladies went to the tomb. The Bible says that that uh, Joseph, the night before when he put Jesus in the tomb, and then on Sunday morning, a couple days later, when they came, yeah, he was gone, but they didn't know he would be gone. They were bringing spices, it says, for his burial, and those spices included myrrh. It was beautiful plants, but they also brought precious myrrh. And Jesus knew myrrh would speak of his death. So there he died for us to save us. So we have all three gifts. What's the gold remind us? Jesus is what? He's a king. Uh, Frankincense reminds us that Jesus is who? He's the son of God. And the myrrh reminds us that To save us, he had to do what on the cross? That's right. He died for us. But the good news is 
He didn't stay in that tomb, did he? No. That's right. When he came, like Zechariah said, look what he did. He left his tomb because on the third day, God raised him from the dead so that Jesus conquered death. And for all of us who believe in Jesus and he lives in our hearts, we've conquered death too. Even if our bodies die, we'll live with God forever. The perfect gifts. Now, here's an interesting thing. A lot of people say it, but I think it's interesting. Remember Jesus' family? Were they, uh, they were a lot like Jim and Della Young in the story. Joseph and Mary, do you think they had a lot of money? They, if they had a lot of money, Jesus wouldn't have been born in a stable, would he? They were poor, but then they found out that King Herod, remember? He heard about Jesus being born in Bethlehem from the wise men, the Magi. So King Herod wanted to kill the baby. But it says in the next line, it says, when they had gone, this is in Matthew, again, chapter two, when the wise men, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there till I tell you, for Herod's going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt, I have called my son. You see, it took a lot of money to get to Egypt and to live there until King Herod died. They were probably there at least two years, year and a half, two years. And so how do you think they got money to make that big long trip? What was the first of the gifts? Gold. Gold. And that frankincense and myrrh, they were so expensive, it was like a treasure. So those gifts, they were perfect. They told us who Jesus was, and they helped the family escape the wicked king and to survive. Now the last thing is presents. Look at those Christmas presents. Some of you still have presents. I wrapped all these presents and took a picture. No, I didn't. Now you know I didn't do that. That's right. Those presents, what do they need to make them just right? They need to be open, don't they? So when you guys open your presents, I pray that they are perfect gifts for you because they're not cold. That's right. You're a little worried. I can tell because uh, because mom and dad know you and love you. Just like the wise men, they gave Jesus family and Jesus the perfect gifts. What a wonderful thing. And God giving us a savior gave us exactly what we needed too. Isn't that great? All right, boys and girls. You guys have been so good up here. Let's close in prayer. And then the music team's going to come up here and sing one final song, okay? Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus, for coming at Christmas time. Thank you that the Magi brought perfect gifts. And Lord, those gifts remind us that Jesus is our King, that He is God, and that He is our Savior who died for us. Lord, thank you. May we not only receive that gift through loving Jesus and asking him into our hearts, but we, may we always give the wonderful gifts of love to those around us. Thank you for Christmas as we celebrate Jesus' birthday. We ask it all in his name. Amen.